Hey there, it's Jay. And just a heads up that this is part two in a two-part series, I guess. Uh, If you did miss part one, just go back in your feed one episode, and this one will make a lot more sense. All right, let's get going. I don't set goals. Not really. I have an idea of what excites me. I love the work I do and want to constantly improve. And I adore the journey on most days, though not every day, because that's just reality, even for people like me who say pithy things for a living. But this pithy little idea that success requires you to set and reach goals is simply not true. That's too broad, too simplistic, and too universal. There is no one right way to do most things in this wonderful work that we do. So instead of set goals, I set something else. It's something I first encountered in hosting Unthinkable and later codified in writing my book thanks to all these wonderful humans whose stories I was grateful to tell. It turns out that they replace their goals with something else too. I call them aspirational anchors. But to understand what I mean, you first need to understand the foraging choice. Yep, the foraging choice. Last week, most people who were listening to this show, perhaps you, heard about this foraging choice for the first time, and you really learned about it just a few weeks after I did. If you missed that, again, go back and listen to the prior episode. But for now, the foraging choice is the decision between exploiting your existing position and exploring other possibilities. This psychological concept was most recently explored in a research study at NYU, which I was lucky enough to get my hands on before publication to the outside world, all thanks to my secret agent planted deep inside the psychology world. She's also quite pretty and smart and charming and warm and also married to me. (laughs) Uh, But think back to last week's story. Remember what was causing us to exploit our current position rather than explore new and potentially better options? As the study observed, chronic and acute stress prompts us to cling more fiercely to options we know and reject the notion of exploring the unknown. So as a result, we act like nervous little squirrels insisting that there will be just a few more nuts left in this tree. And oh my gosh, what if those other trees are barren? What if those other trees are barren? Or holy walnuts, you guys. What if there are foxes and hawks out there? Let's just stay here. Let's just stay here. Here's good. Here's good. Yep, let's stay here. Oh boy. In the workplace, when we beat the ever-loving crap out of a tactic or do something merely because that's how we do things around here, we're deciding to exploit rather than explore. So what can we do to prompt us to go exploring? I don't believe setting goals is the answer. In fact, I'd argue that goals add to our stress. Goals are like mile markers in a race. We want to reach that spot over there. They describe the what and maybe the when. But once we reach that goal, there's another, and another, and another. So we can't reach that spot fast enough. Worse, because everybody in our industry seems to be running this same race towards that same spot, it's so tempting to compare and contrast and get stressed out. They make this race look so effortless. They reach that mile marker so much faster than we did. Hustle. When you rest, you rust. Hustle your face off. I think goals are just a way to measure what we did in our work, not how we did it. And how we do our work makes all the difference between exploitation and exploration. Goals anchor us to a spot in the distance, but they do little to adjust the course that we take to get there. 
In reality, they encourage us to take any course we can find in the effort to reach that spot and do so faster or more cheaply. And so as a result, many of us look for cheats, hacks, tips, tricks, blueprints, and gurus who promise get their quick tactics. Hustle. If we bring our own sensibilities and personalities to our goals, then that's a happy accident. That's not automatically part of what a goal is. And I think that's broken. I think setting a goal should somehow incorporate how we operate, how we think, what we feel, our sensibilities, our taste, our aspirations. Not just where we want to go, but how we want to get there. That's why I believe in setting aspirational anchors. Aspirational anchors are personal or team-based mission statements that focus us on the change in our behavior, not the outcome of that behavior. The change in your behavior, not the outcome. Aspirational anchors add in the how and maybe the why in a powerful way. For instance, when we set a goal, we might say, let's grow our subscribers 50% month over month. And that may encourage us to repeat the old playbook with more urgency or adopt any and all tactics that profess to grow traffic fast. All we focus on is reaching that spot over there and we find ourselves in a similar race to everyone else. But what if we set an aspirational anchor? Like, let's show the world how fun and relevant we really are. If we said that instead to ourselves and to our teams, we might encourage everybody around us to consider how we're operating and what change we'd like to make. What do you have to do differently to achieve that aspiration? We're no longer interested in purely the mile marker. We're interested in the course we take, the how, the change. And in focusing on that, we can run our own race too. Aspirational anchors combine two powerful things about our unique situations, our intent for the future, and some kind of hunger we have today. Goals omit the latter. And so we never feel inspired enough to go exploring with confidence. If we're trying to fix a bland and boring blog in order to generate more subscribers, a goal would merely articulate our intent for the future. We want to grow our subscribers 50% month over month. We're not inspiring anyone with that least of all ourselves. But if we add in some hunger, some dissatisfaction with our behavior, our company, our industry, then suddenly it becomes an aspirational anchor. What's your intent? To grow subscribers. But what's dissatisfying about your work or your attempts to do that today? Well, we have to dig deeper to find that out. Maybe we realize that our tone of voice is too bland on the blog, or we're just so focused on results that we're copying too much, or maybe we're serving leads instead of serving customers and readers. Whatever the case, adding in the hunger makes it aspirational enough to prompt reflection and change. Intent. Grow our subscribers. Hunger. Our voice is too bland. Aspirational anchor. So let's show the world how fun and relevant we really are. Woo! If our goal was to create the industry's most fun and relevant blog, instead of merely to grow our list, suddenly our behavior might change to help grow our list. We'd stop Googling or asking people on social media for tips and tricks and cheats and hacks, and we'd develop more self-awareness and situational awareness. We'd look more intently at the things that drive the numbers, not just the numbers. This, according to the NYU study, is that precursor to making good foraging choices. In other words, we know our context well enough to make an informed, confident decision to go exploring. 
Aspirational anchors provide a sort of first filter before we make any choice at work. They help us vet all the information out there more quickly with more clarity and more confidence. Some ideas or some best practices will get through that filter, but only because they make sense for our specific aspiration. Some things, on the other hand, would get stuck, and thus we ignore them, even if they were spoken by an industry expert we admire. But the only way we can make those decisions is if we know what we aspire to do. I just got a great email from one of our listeners who encouraged me to make a workshop teaching what I know about building great shows. How do I make sense of that? I mean, it seems at first glance that I'd be uniquely qualified to do that for brands, and I do enjoy teaching. But here's the thing. My aspirational anchor is to be the Anthony Bourdain of business storytelling. I want to create emotionally resonant stories and shows about the working world. And because that's what I want to create, I don't know that teaching the tactics for doing that would make sense as a revenue driver. I'd have to reorient a big part of my business and time to go after that opportunity and sell those workshops. But on the other hand, making those shows and maybe once in a while talking publicly about how to do so in an interview... That might make sense. Doing that actual work instead of teaching it is more aligned with my aspiration. So although that listener gave me a great idea, it didn't make sense for my specific context. And the only way I could tell is because I know what I'm trying to do. Be the Anthony Bourdain of business stories. Woo! And these statements, these aspirational anchors are personal. They give us a reason to apply who we are to our work. Because make no mistake, who we are is the one thing nobody else can access. Who we are is our unfair advantage. Are you using that advantage to its full extent in your work? So, if we want to do our best work, and if we believe we can't merely cling to the past precedent or jump on the latest trend to do that, we need to explore rather than exploit. But when we're stressed, we rarely decide to do so. Aspirational anchors can provide that necessary inspiration and direction, that motivation for an individual or a team to see their environment more clearly and start exploring. If we're trying to reach that spot over there and we want to take that course forward, well, then we need to change our current course. We can make decisions based on what works for us and our aspiration, regardless of the general wisdom or advice. We can realize that we're not supposed to just exploit our existing position. We have to go investigate new and better possibilities. Because this spot's no good. Gotta go. Ask yourself, what is my aspirational anchor? What is my intent for the future? And what is the hunger I feel today? Some kind of dissatisfaction with my or our work. How does that lead me to create an aspirational anchor? I want you to think about your personal and team-based mission statement. Can you orient yourself and those around you, not on the mile markers, not on the outcomes of your work, but on the behavior change you need to do your best work? Best of all, how can you make your work more personal so you're running your own race entirely? Even if a whole pack of competitors races down the same path, you might waltz the other way because you have the clarity and confidence to know what works best for you. What is your aspirational anchor? If you can articulate that, you'll step back from this endless cycle of best practices, conventional thinking, and trendy new tactics. You'll realize just how much you or others get caught in exploitation mode. And with confidence and clarity, you'll inspire yourself and those around you 
to do something exceptional instead. So let's go exploring. If you like this idea of aspirational anchors, I explore it in more detail in my book, Detail, 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 Detail. I explore aspirational anchors way more deeply in my book, and I have a lot more stories around that concept. And it's a crucial concept to know if we're going to break from this endless cycle of best practices, if we're going to question best practices, hone our intuition, and do our best work. And that is what my book, Break the Wheel, is all about. So if you like this episode, consider picking up your copy of Break the Wheel on Amazon. It's also now available in audio form as well. Great for podcast listeners, right? Audiobook is now available. All right, you can find those links in the show notes or head over to Amazon and give it a search for Break the Wheel or my name. As always, I'm Jay Akunzo. Thank you so much for listening to Unthinkable. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya.